Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Selwyn. You may remember me as a host from ESPN, Attack of the Show, or even Immortalized, that competitive taxidermy show on AMC. We lasted one episode. Anyway, three times a week, I'm bringing you the realest fake news of the day. It's the Saturday Night Live News Desk, but in an audible format. Listen to the Audio Up News Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buckle up for an unfiltered dose of comedy. Full disclosure, I've had a lot of sex, but honestly, having sex with me is like buying a Prius. It's much quieter than you'd expect. Epics presents Unprotected Sets. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lips LA. Hey guys, it's Scott Lips and welcome to yet another edition of Lip Service. Coming to you live today from my living room. On today's show, super excited to bring you an interview with Melissa Wood. Melissa is the go-to health and wellness coach in the business at the moment. I think she's incredible. I learned a lot from this conversation. It's very insightful. It enlightened me a bit. I'm excited to bring you this. She's been featured in Vogue, Forbes. She's a certified health and wellness coach a digital entrepreneur, and more importantly, the founder of the Melissa Wood Health Method, which is available everywhere. And it's the go-to app for everyone at home working out. It's plant-based recipes. It's meditation. It's workouts for the family. She does everything. She's a superwoman. So stay tuned in a moment for my conversation with Melissa Wood. If you like the show, by the way, tell a friend, tell 10 friends about the show. It's really helpful to us. If you can review the show on iTunes, also very helpful. I'm very excited to bring you my conversation with Melissa Wood in just a moment. Coming up next. This is Lips LA. Our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at Thursday's Boot Company. You guys have seen me rocking these boots in every other picture I have on Instagram. I'm always repping them. Thursday's Boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's Boots tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press, from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. And more, more importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great-looking pair of boots that are built to last. So check them out, at Thursday's Boots on Instagram. My favorite shoes, my favorite boots. You always see me repping them. You'll love it. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. My guest today is the incredible superwoman, Melissa Wood, <laughs> an old friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm excited to have you here, too. Truth be told, I'm really proud of you. I remember when we were on vacation, um, you know, I'm very friendly with your husband, as you know, who is salt of the earth and one of the greatest guys <laughs> I know ever. And I remember even before you started this, when this path and journey was starting out for you. So I'm incredibly proud of what you built here. And I gave you this incredible intro before you came on saying that you're a superwoman, digital entrepreneur, you've been featured in Forbes, Vogue, Business of Fashion, and you're the go-to expert in health and wellness right now. Wow. Thank you, Scott. Of course. 
I did my I did my research and I remember when you started this whole thing. So how do you have so much energy and how are you coping with this whole thing right now? <sighs> Honestly, I just finished filming a flow and I, I have to say that it is my commitment to my practice and giving myself that ounce of, I mean, listen, I like to say peace most days, but it's been anything but peaceful to be honest with you. You know, um, I'm the first to always share that we have a nanny Monday through Friday and I am super involved with my kids, but I do go to the office and, you know, none of that is taking place right now. So it's doing everything and it's a lot. So I think for me, it's, it's really honoring my space and, and carving out that time as if, I would for a podcast with you or um, an interview with Forbes, really making it a priority and showing up for myself. Well, it seems to me that you're doing an incredible job of balancing this with the family. I see Noah is getting into meditation now, which is very exciting (laughs) to see you guys in bed and him finally (laughs) breaking down and doing some meditation, as well as, uh, you know, a few times. I'm not going. (laughs) Yeah, but it was it was great for me to see that and I saw you guys were in the supermarket not long ago and he was like listening to a live stream from Marquee and you guys were having fun and so you're you're managing this great balance of having fun wellness you you've been you are really the go-to you know expert right now everyone's at home everyone's looking to work out and you become synonymous now with you know the workout and and meditation and and you know, wellness and eating right and, and veganism. So I wanted to just talk about your path and your journey a little bit and how you started, Melissa, because you started out of modeling. Tell me a little bit about how you grew up and how you, when you kind of got into this, because I, as I said, I do remember even before this, I knew you always worked out, but I didn't always know that this was sort of your path and journey in life. Yes. So I mean, let's, let's take you back a ways here. So I was modeling in the city, uh, you know, a couple of years after I moved there and I had a, a sh- it was a struggle for me, A, to even get signed with an agency, let alone, you know, I ended up signing with Ford was my first modeling contract. And it was never like I walked in the door and they were like, we love you. You are great as is like, you are going to be amazing. It was always this you know, like in the modeling industry, it was like, okay, you're, you're great. We think you're beautiful, but we'd really would need you to lose 15 pounds in order to really be working. And this was, you know, 10 years ago, which the industry has changed so much, thank God. And I, I think coming from a a background in my childhood where things were never stable and then moving to New York on my own and really coming from the space of never feeling enough and then being told that I had to do X, Y, and Z in order to be enough. It, it really shattered me. I, I wasn't as strong a woman as I am now. And I was easily taken down by feedback on, you know, trimming down my thighs and it really got to me. So it was my mission. My mission wasn't to be well and to take great care of myself. My mission was to get skinny. And I think when you come from that mindset and that perspective, especially as a woman, and I think a woman living in New York on her own with no family, it was a, it was just a recipe for disaster. And, you know, it's, it's really what moved me into this space because once I got a handle, not on my own, asking for help, you know, seeing a therapist, seeing a life coach. I had a health coach. And I I also realized that isn't accessible to everyone, but there are accessible things out there that are within reach. And that is really why I keep my price point as is, because I want it for the girl who's living in middle America, who has an eating disorder, isn't happy in her home life. And to give her an outlet that is, is something that is attainable, you know, and it's what led me on this path. And once I, I really realized that it all comes from within and it's, it's kind of, you know, it's like this saying we keep hearing, it's like, keep looking outside of yourself and you're not going to find it. Well, you're really not. And it took a long time for me to get that. But I think once I did, and I really felt good and I, I learned to love myself again. And 
I wanted and still to this day want nothing more in my life to share that with anyone that I can. That's beautiful. And people don't talk about it too much, but there is a constant pressure, especially the way the industry used to be in the modeling business of being a certain size. And there wasn't sort of, you know, the business has now changed and it's evolved to people that are entrepreneurs and people having their own path and journey. I don't think initially many years ago when you first got into it, it was about that individualism so much as it is now. So there was a constant battle of, you know, people that had to be a certain shape and size and whatnot. And so I feel like probably because you were struggling with it when you became, you know, when you, when you really connected with your audience was, was when you were honest about what you were going through, I would imagine. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. And it, that was the hardest thing for me because I kept it in for so long. First of all, no one in my family knew I had, I had an eating disorder. My closest friends, my boyfriend at the time, no one knew because I was really good. I became a pro at hiding my pain. Mm. And it was once I got really comfortable to the point that like, I recognize it was an eating disorder. I didn't even, I wouldn't even allow myself to think it was, you know, I was like, it was just this thing that happened occasionally. And then maybe it was reoccurring for months and then I would stop. And it was just, it was, it, it was disordered eating and thinking, and it was sharing it for the first time. I'll never forget because it was certainly not planned. I was doing my first Facebook live with the nutrition school that I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I was talking about this smoothie and why, you know, wellness is so important to me. And it just came out and I was like, it was like this weight had been lifted off my shoulders and I got a little emotional and it was all live. And I just, it felt right. I don't know. And I was like, you know what? I'm proud of it. I'm really proud of it. And even Noah, it's like, you know, Noah, Noah was like, are you sure? you want to share that just protecting me yeah and i was like yes i do i do because that's what got me on this path yeah and i think the minute you let go and connect with people like that you're so relatable because everyone goes through these things i think right now especially everyone's going through depression there's mental health issues everywhere i mean you seem to be juggling it really well you have this incredibly beautiful family you're managing to, you know, are you still like filming things every day? It seems like you're doing content every few hours. You're so busy and you manage <laughs> to juggle all this. But are you, are you also dealing with mental health things like we all are? Because I know that meditation is a big part of who you are too. Yeah. So I am going to be completely transparent here. I, it's a daily um, struggle for me and it's why I commit to this work. And it's not that I'm like living in depression but I do have, you know, there are these mental, I, I mean, I like to call them like, it's like mentally out of balance, right? Where we're feeling like yesterday I had a bad day. I didn't have the best day. Um, and what I'm learning to do is to just allow myself to have a bad day and it's okay. You know, was I, I had on my schedule to film two things And I did one and and I hated it after because I wasn't in the space to create. And one thing I'm really good at, I think, is um, the awareness of of like understanding myself enough to know that the last thing I needed to do yesterday was to push myself to to perform because it's it's never going to read it, it. You know, I think. If, if I'm not in a good space and I'm sharing something, it is not going to be that trans. It's not going to transfer the way that I want it to. So I 1000% have really tough days. And in the beginning, I was feeling guilty about it because I'm in our, our beautiful home where, you know, we have a backyard. It's like, we are so lucky. I, I feel as if I'm, I'm, extremely fortunate, but it is okay that I still have bad days. And I think just honoring that space and, and allowing it to be there is what helps me. Like today I'm having an amazing day. Why? Because I'm doing all, I did all of the things that make me feel great. And I didn't yesterday. And it just, for me, it's like, it just shows. Yeah. I was going to say, you seem, you're very authentic. And I think, again, that's one of the things that people really connect to with you. But so take me back a little bit, Melissa. So you, you start out in modeling and obviously 
you know, mm-hmm. you struggle with some things. What else, were there other things that you were struggling with? You had, you know, obviously there was an eating disorder that you spoke about. Were there other things? Because people look at you as the picture of health and beauty now, and they can't even see anything that you could possibly be struggling with because you seem to be the perfect superwoman. So were oh. there other things that, that were like you had struggled with during modeling that kind of led to you taking this sort of pivot with your career and, and becoming this life and wellness coach? Yes. I, you know, I think moving from, I am from Syracuse and moving from a small town upstate and then moving to the city and, you know, walking even into a, um, a casting and there's like Victoria's Secret models and Sports Illustrated models. And like, we're all going out for the same thing. And it was, I, you know, I think the underlying reoccurrence for me, it was just like, I never felt like I belonged. Like I was like, I shouldn't be here. Like, why am I going out in there? I never felt enough. And it what, didn't matter. Did you constantly compare yourself to other girls in the industry? Oh my God. Yes. A hundred percent. And, and now I know, it, you know, our, was the room filled with beautiful girls? A hundred percent. It's it's a casting for, you know, for a modeling job. But it, what I learned is the true essence of beauty to me is when a woman is authentically who she is and confident in that. And and I, it's like, there's this part of me I'm like, God, if I went back to those castings, I would book all those jobs, <laughs> those auditions. But I'm right where I need to be and, and where I want to be. And through going through that struggle and knowing that that's the last place on earth I ever want to live, I, um, you know, I, I really try to help girls get away from that mindset. But I, I want to share one quick thing too. I still have that that comes up. Like I still get in this, if I find myself getting in that comparison competitive mode, it naturally happens. I refuse to, I, I mute people. Like I'll just mute them with love. I still love like some of them I know and we have a great relationship, but I just, I mute it because I think it's unhealthy to keep digging and looking in the thing that's giving you, that's not making you feel great. So it doesn't mean that if they unfollow or not like that person, I just know that it's a trigger for me. And I, I take healthy steps to not have it be so in my face. And I don't look, I don't look. I'm not a yeah, I was going to say, it also forces you to then focus on yourself versus looking at other people and what they're doing. Should I be doing that? I mean, so ideally, we're, we're talking about Instagram now. We're talking the mute yeah. function, which I just actually learned about about a year ago, and it's the greatest function ever in the history of Instagram. But yeah, because, it, it, you know, the minute you unfollow someone, they see you, and I've been out in public, and people have been like, hey, uh, I saw that you unfollowed me. I'm like, how uncomfortable is this? Like, it's I don't so know. uncomfortable. Like, this is like the most uncomfortable Larry David moment I'll ever have. And I don't <laughs> want to be confronted about this. Maybe there's a reason behind it, right? So, but essentially right. it does force you to look within yourself and really focus on what you're doing. And mm-hmm. so what was your sort of go-to epiphany moment when you were like, you know, I really think that being a wellness and life coach is for me. I love the modeling industry, but maybe it's a bit too competitive. I don't love everything it stands for. I love the opportunity, but I feel like this is going to be a more interesting path for me. So there was an exact moment, and I feel like you might even know about this trip. We were on a beautiful trip with too many people, (laughs) too many people on that trip. And I, I think we were in like Saint Tropez. I don't remember where it was, but it was gorgeous. And I just remember waking up, getting an email from my acting teacher at the time about renewing our classes and who my scene partner would be. And I was like, I couldn't breathe. I had such a heavy chest. I felt, I did, I did, I don't know. Like, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I feeling this way? And I really took a deep dive into the life I was living, why I was living it. And what the disconnect with was so and i was like why am i not happy like before i am on this trip and i'm feeling so unfulfilled so i went home that next weekend and i spent the weekend with myself just literally being with myself in as much silence as possible which doesn't happen when you have children but like you do find moments and it was like i so 
I went about my day. I didn't opinion shop on the phone with my girlfriends or my friends, which is such a girl thing. Like girls really try to find their answers through their friends, their mother, their mentor. And you, it's, it's really, it can, I think it's, it can be very unhealthy because you don't know how to find your way on your own. So I tuned in, tuned out of everything else. And I wrote down at the end of the day, what made me feel good? Like, and it was the list. Like, I wish I still had that list. It was in a sports illustrated calendar. I've always been obsessed with sports (laughs) illustrated. And (laughs) that was like my first planner that I moved to New York with. And it was, I ate a salad at Chopped. I went rollerblading for two hours. I got great sleep. I, I took a hot yoga class and it was, that was my list. And I was like that, the simplicity of that list that made me feel so fulfilled. It was just a light bulb. And I knew it was like, why am I modeling? I'm modeling because ever since I was a little girl, people told me I was pretty and I should be a model and look at, you know, and and then when I, I come to me, I connected that to being enough. Like you're pretty, you're on covers of magazine, your life is perfect. And it, it wasn't. And, and then the next step for me was, you know, a lot of people telling me I should transition into acting. So I, I do really enjoy acting. And I think I have, um, a ho- I, it was more of a hobby. And I realized it was like, I was living a life of shoulds, um, from what people had, you know, told me I should be doing. And then once I narrowed it down so simply, I enrolled the next day at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And, and that was my that was a life-changing moment for me. And I'll also share this. I've, I'll never for, forget. Noah was so happy that I was going to do it. And he was like, I want to pay for your class. I want to pay for the school. And it was so nice. You know, I think coming from uh, a background where I have always taken care of myself, I've no one has ever taken care of me. It was like, I did everything for myself. I wanted to accept it, but I knew that if I did, that I wouldn't take it as serious if I pay for it myself. And I thanked him so much. You know, that was, it was, he was also the first boyfriend that would have ever offered that to me. So it was like, the greatest guy in the world in a business of not great people, but he's, he's the sweetest, but I was like, thank you, but I'm going to pay for this. I have, I'm paying for it full. And it was the right decision because it made me fully show up and I earned it. I earned it on my own. And I think an important thing to share with anyone that's listening is it's not like I just dropped acting and modeling because that paid my bills. I was, you know, I was making great money as a model for years. So I continued doing it, but I, I started to weave this into my life, which slowly turned into, I was working so much in the wellness space and I started making money that I could, I slowly started to cut back on everything else. And it eventually became um, my, my primary focus. And let's talk a little bit about your business and the app, because the app started when exactly? The actual app itself, I launched on my birthday, December 4th, 2019. And it is like the most exciting thing that I've, I've done this far with, with my online business because I always knew that's what I wanted to do, but I had everything on a paywall behind a website on, on a website for three years prior to that. And this was like the official launch of the brand new website and the app, which technically it's two sites, but they live in one site. So you only see it as, as one website in an app and it's, yeah, it's been amazing. It's incredible. I feel like I don't talk to someone that doesn't say to me, Hey, I'm doing Melissa Woods work. <laughs> I'm like, how, like, that's what makes me actually incredibly proud. And, and I love the fact that this has only been going on really. This particular app has only been around for about a year and it seems to be the hottest when everyone's stuck at home. Now, everyone is looking for something to do to stay active, to work out. You become the go-to person for that, which is incredible. And, and you talk about the three M's a lot, which is movement, mindful eating, and meditation. So talk to me a little bit about what that is and how that sort of plays into your philosophy of what you're doing. Sure. So I want to be doing what I'm doing at this point in my life, or I really think with anything, if it wasn't for my commitment to my meditation practice. And, you know, while yes, I, my focus, it, is really my workouts, but I, I do have guided meditations that I started sharing in the past year. And 
it's because it really is the foundation of it all for me. You know, I think for mental health, it's, it's cultivating that space and coming back day after day. And I think for me, it's like, whether you have a good day or whether you have a bad day or you're in between, you're, you still show up for your practice. I think what happens to a lot of people is they fall off as they do in workouts because they're on this streak where they're great. They feel good. Their life is good. They're in love with their boyfriend. And then they stop, they stop doing everything. And then they wonder why things go to shit in like six months to a year. And I think it's, you know, there's a lack of commitment in this instant gratification of a world in the world that we live. So it's the commitment to that where it was like, I had to share that component because it's what led me to really understand my path and my passion, my purpose and sharing my workouts. So it's, to me, it's, it's, you know, I love to say first thing in the morning, but it's really whenever you can find that space and that time to meditate. And, and I truly believe even five minutes, two minutes makes a difference. It makes a difference. And I am living proof of that. And then the, the movement component, as you know, is, you know, moving in a way that you love yourself and you feel good and you're no longer torturing yourself because you're not enough. And there's a big difference because I've always been into fitness, but I didn't always have a healthy relationship to fitness. You know, I, I, I shared on a post today, I have this cardio kind of dance-ish up that I've been sharing. And I've always, you know, I, before I was sharing my workouts was killing myself in the gym, doing an hour of cardio, an hour of strength training, because that's what a lot of professionals told me I had to do in order to be the size by the way that I am today. It was like, that's always what I wanted. And then when I took the weight literally off my shoulders and like my mind of focusing on losing weight, I, I believe that's where you find your happy weight. And it for me is, is doing these low impact, precise, slow controlled movements that will create these beautiful long lean lines naturally in your body without killing yourself. And then for my cardio lovers and my cardio junkies, sharing some component of that, but like continually reminding them that you don't have to kill yourself doing cardio to be happy with the way that you, you look and you feel. Yeah, and a lot then of your fans lastly, have written in and wanted to know about your cardio workout. So we'll get to that in a moment, but I was going to yeah, say to we'll you, yeah, how do you tune out Melissa with a beautiful family around you? I have my dog who's jumping on me during downward dog. Literally. Saw your dog. <laughs> and Milo's literally like on my head when I'm in you know, triangle <laughs> downward dog position. And I don't, I can't like put him in a, you know, in a pen. I basically, he's out running around. And so how do you tune out? You have this beautiful family, you have a husband, you have people probably working, you know, do, you know, your assistants there. I mean, is it hard to meditate and tune everything out with so much going on and us being stuck at home quarantining? Do you find it hard to tune everything out? I do find it challenging, but what I'm really learning is that it's nearly impossible to completely tune everything out, especially when we're all under the same roof at all times. So one thing that I'm a true believer in, and really this is like, this is what I'm learning throughout all of this is like leaning into it, maybe being really loud. Like my meditations, like there's so much going on in the background it, and it actually challenges me to just be right there, to just continue focusing on my breath, on the anchor that gives me that sense of stability while like everything's going on. It's almost like, you know, I'm, I was a perfectionist. I always say that I am a recovering perfectionist. And when I'm in those moments of like just now when I was filming the workout, Benjamin's, I could hear Benjamin. I'm, I'm wearing a mic. I can hear Benjamin. I can hear Noah. And I was like, it is what it is. Guess what? If you can hear my family fucking screaming in the background, it's like real. that, this is, this is what it is. And right. I won't let it bother me. I try not to every now and then. Do I have a little flip out session? Occasionally, like I'll be like, I'll go upstairs like Noah, you know, I'm filming. And I, I think I, it's leaning into it, like leaning into where I am. And how did you learn about all this? Were there teachers? I know Marianne Williamson was someone that you really looked up to doing this. I mean, was there other people too that you sort of learned about 
mindfulness, meditation? Who were your sort of go-to gurus in this space when you were sort of really studying this craft and honing your skills? I would say, you know, I, I really learn by doing and I've always been a curious person. So when I'm like curious about something, I will attend all seminars. Like Gabby Bernstein had a spirit junkie masterclass and I'll never forget because when I attended that, I started slowly transitioning into the space, but it was like all of the girls in the room were all like the well-known wellness bloggers and health coaches. And I was so intimidated and it was just such a great um, reminder of like, I, I was right where I needed to be. And it was, you know, really diving into those commitments of like taking a weekend workshop, um, doing a, a meditation retreat or workshop, going to all events that were wellness focused and, you know, Marianne Williamson, Gabby Bernstein, um, reading all books that just filled me up. And I, I think like I went to everything and I still really, I still love to like, uh, you know, I would love to do Gabby's masterclass again. I, I, when Marianne Williamson was speaking in New York city, like I was there almost every single week. And if I wasn't there, I was live streaming it. <laughs> and I think it's, to me, it's, it's my, um, it's, it's what brings me back to the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, from people who I've seen really turn their lives around through their story and their commitment to this work. It's, it's so inspiring. Yeah, it's great. Do you have like a daily mantra that you sort of use to get through the day, especially in hard times like this? <laughs> the one that, well, I have a mantra. It's very simple because I think you know, in this world where we can compare ourselves and our lives to everyone else's and, we, you know, we think we're just not um, as great as everyone else. I, it's so simple, just be who you are. And, and that for me, it's like what has me, I believe, doing the things that I'm doing and, and that it works because I'm not trying to be any other girl in the fitness space. If anything, I wanted to pave my own way. I didn't want it to be like anyone else's. And I think that's what really makes you stand apart when you're not trying to mimic someone else's work and you really come from your own inspiration, from your own intuitive being. I mean, I really, you know, I'm inspired by people, but I don't look at people's workouts and I'm like, okay, I need, you know, writing down all the things that they do that work. Let them be them. There's room for all of us. It's like something I have to continually remind myself. There's room for all of us. And it's great. Like people are going to love me. They're going to love someone else. And, and that's what makes it it's so beautiful. Definitely. And you're, and you're incorporating all these things. So you're eating healthy. You're, you're, there's recipes on your site. So talk a little bit about, you know, how it all plays into one, like even becoming a vegan, right? Because you're a vegan. Yes. So talk about like how you got into that. I, I, you know, is Noah a vegan? Are you guys, is your, are you bringing up your kids as vegans? Like, you know, I know, <laughs> yeah. like, I know that's a big part of who you are now too. And so when did you start, you know, getting into this and how did it play into your overall sort of philosophy with what you're doing? So Noah is very not vegan, but he's been eating all my vegan food here. It's really <laughs> funny. Like I made him vegan grilled cheese. He's been eating my vegan pizza. So it's, it's funny and cute to see. So I Pretty really, soon we'll see like Lavo, the vegan edition or something, right? I know. I know. Exactly. Yeah. So I really transitioned into a plant-based diet. I, so another thing on top of being bulimic, I had really bad acne and I believe it stemmed a lot from that internalizing my feelings, letting them build up, fill, fill up. And then I was doing horrible things and I had cystic acne all over my face and you know, as a model, that was not, <laughs> I was not very welcomed in, in the um, makeup artist chair. It was always something that I was really embarrassed of. So I was on Accutane. I was seeing every doctor using every topical, taking everything under the sun to help my acne. And it was my girlfriend who said to me, she was like, you're just like, you're looking outside of yourself. You're looking for all of the things when you have to like do the work, you've got to meditate. And I was like, okay, like, that's it. I'm going to try it. And 
I did, I, I did a weekend workshop in New York at a meditation, um, Institute. And then I started meditating. And I, at that time I was practicing transcendental meditation, which was twice a day for 20 minutes in the morning and then the early evening. And I swear to you, when I started meditating, I became, it was like my mindfulness and awareness and consciousness of self just like expanded. Mm. And then every time I would sit down to eat, and at that time I was eating chicken and fish and anything really, I started to really think about it. And I was like, how did this get here? Like, what is, what's in this? What was injected in this chicken or this cow? And I started to connect everything. And then I started watching all the documentaries and reading um, a China, the China study. And it just, it all came into alignment for me. I was like, okay, so I'm, I eliminated. And it wasn't like I can't have, I think the relationship that you have with food is very important. So if you're telling yourself, you can't have this because you're trying to lose weight, you're probably not going to lose weight because it's a negative um, connection. So the way you speak to yourself and about food is really important. So instead of that, I always say, you know what, I'm trying, I'm, I'm doing a little experiment. I am going to focus on eating mostly greens, having greens and um, seeing how this, seeing how this feels in my body. And it was like, it was, I would honestly say to you in five days of meditating and I eliminated dairy, meat, and nuts, nuts was, was making me break out at the time. It was like my skin just suddenly started clearing up. Mm. And then the more that it started to clear up, I was so happy because I had acne for so long. I just committed to it. And, and then I just got really interested in how animals were really ending up, you know, on our plate and, and, um, in meals for us to eat. And it just inspired a, a spark in me to, to really get more knowledgeable about the industry and, and really the health benefits of a plant-based diet. And, you know, I think a lot of people in the wellness space are, there's so many different things, right? They're paleo, they're keto. And I tried it all. And this was the first time that I just felt peacefully happy with my food where I could eat, I think that's the beauty of a plant-based diet. Like I eat so much food and I never think about portions or calories. I eat until I'm full, satisfied. And then I'm not like digging and searching for everything. You know, I was like hardcore paleo on this high protein diet for so long. And that's, I had really bad acne then. And I was double the size. It's not about the size. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel like my myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was, it, I think it all really stems back to my meditation practice. Like is it challenging though in a household where you have like your husband obviously is not on a plant-based diet and you are, and I get, I'm assuming your kids are probably, probably bringing them up to be more attuned to like plant-based. Does that create certain challenges in your household? It definitely did in the very beginning when we had Benjamin. And then, you know, I think Noah saw like the love that I put into like the meals I prepare for them and like taking care of them. And like, I'm with them more that he really kind of stepped back and let me take the reins out. Does they're I don't love to say like they're vegan, they're vegetarian, but they don't eat meat. Um, but you know, Noah will like, as I was leaving, he's like, can, can you, can I give him an ice cream sandwich or like a cake? And I'm like, fine. Like, I think for me, it's, it's, letting go of that. And school really taught me that because they have birthday parties, they have all of this stuff. And like, while I am very conscious and mindful, I want them to be a kid and I want them to have brownies and cakes. And, and I also think that when you do have this nice balance of them telling you the things that they want to eat, they're not going to go binge eat when they're at their friend's house and because they're not exposed to it. So I really, I'm actually really proud of myself because I thought I was going to be psychotic with kids and like worried about everything. And I'm totally not. I'm really good about it. You have the cutest family ever. And I saw an incredible video where you were like cheersing with your daughter this morning, like toasting. (laughs) She's like, cheers. And I was like, I mean, it's crazy because so young and it was the cutest video (laughs) maybe I've ever seen. Um, So I want to, you know, you're so inspirational, Melissa, and I think it's really important for now. It's a very trying time. Obviously, we really don't know when this whole thing is going to end. Everyone's stuck inside. 
you know, I think mental health is the biggest thing that people probably struggle with now. Um, I'm such a social animal. I mean, we've been away on vacations together, like in groups and whatnot. Yeah. And it's hard when you're like alone. And so to give people some inspiration now on things they should read, they should look, obviously there are a lot of people tuning into what you're doing and you're a big inspiration to people. What, you know, what are some other recommendations that you could suggest for people to, to do, to tune into, to watch, to listen to, to kind of, you know, get at ease with what's going on. I mean, I feel like things might turn the corner in the summertime, but for now, you know, we might be in the same scenario for the next month or two. So, right. you know, in dealing and coping with this, what are some recommendations that you might have to your audience? I would absolutely say to see where you're spending your time, where you're putting your energy. And, you know, just as I gave myself that, that weekend and listen, everyone's situation is different. Some people are alone. You're with your family. You don't have a ton of time alone, but you know, really seeing like almost, I don't like to say like examine, but it's like, look at everything as like a little experiment, like take the next two days and see where you put most of your time. Are you talking on the phone endlessly with your girlfriends talking like shit about like just about whatever. Um, that's most likely going to drain you. You think it's serving you because you're, you know, taking, you know, taking um, that time and, and filling it, but in the long run, it doesn't really serve you. So I think for me, it's getting really clear with where you're putting your energy and how you're taking care of yourself. So what do you do first thing in the morning? You know, grabbing for your phone, scrolling through social media, looking at your emails, like that stuff's really not going anywhere. Take a minute for yourself. And this is something that I really, really try to practice because it makes a massive difference in my mood and how I move about my day. So when I wake up in the morning for the first 20 to 30 minutes, I don't time it and feel it. I do not look at my phone. I'll bring my phone downstairs with me with the kids because there's so many cute moments after that window where I'm like, oh God, they're just so cute. <laughs> um, but I just give myself that mental space and I'll have, like today I had warm water with lemon and my latte because I need my freaking coffee. So it's like finding that, you know, that little, nice. I, the, ba the balance word is a little overdone, but it's, it is marrying the things that, you know. I'm still like opening, opening up my digestion with the warm water with lemon, but I love my coffee. So allowing the space to have that and try meditating. There are so many amazing teachers, Tara Brock. Um, it's like the list goes on and on and try it for five minutes before you go about your workday. And I will go ahead and say that I actually guarantee that you'll have a different day. You'll be more mindful with your choices and move your body. Even the days, like for me, it's not about being strict and disciplined. I know that like yesterday I moved for 10 minutes, which may seem like nothing to some people, but the, the shift that it had in my entire being, it does not go um, unrecognized, especially from the people I'm with. So really get clear where you're, where you're putting your energy, like watching shows, like this whole rage on this. I mean, not to put anything down because every, no judgment, but like things that make you anxious and make you feel empty after pay attention to that. And maybe don't keep going back to it. Like try a book or a podcast. And those are the things that change my life. Maybe don't watch the movie called Pandemic if you're living through a pandemic. <laughs> Maybe don't if you run anxious and it's going to freak you out. Unless yeah. you are someone who likes to fill yourself with knowledge and like you thrive that way. Like I feel good watching that. Actually, yeah. it's 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 all about you know the the balance. It was of, Tiger you know. King that freaked me out, guys. I can't <laughs> lie, and I felt I was like raging anxiety. I woke up anxious, and I was like, why am I feeling this way? And then I picked up my book. <laughs> it's, it's, it was a great show. It, it's all about that balance of body and mind for sure. Well. A lot of people wrote in and they had some questions for you. So I just want to sure. uh, give you a couple of them that I thought were pretty intuitive and pretty great. So do you only do your workouts or do you do other cardio as well? That's a great question. So I 95% of the time do my own workouts. If I were in New York, I would take a hot yoga class at Moto occasionally, maybe once or twice a month. And I love a reformer class, Pilates reformer. And that same, like maybe once or twice a month, but I do my workouts 95% of the time. And 
I don't really do cardio. I, and I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people, but once I got away from that craze and, and focus on the low impact movements, because it's still cardiovascular. That's like, that's the one thing I think people forget just because you're not running on a treadmill or, you know, jumping rope, like your, your heart rate is still increasing and it's, it's, you're still getting a pretty good cardiovascular workout. Um, but I am doing a tiny little like dance warm up that just feels good because I get out of my head and get into my body and I just move and it feels good. And I walk a lot in New York, you know, it's like we walk everywhere, but I do not have like a vigorous cardio routine. It's funny because the next question was, what's the deal with cardio? How much do you really think is necessary <laughs> per week? And I guess so, what you're saying is, you know, it could be in any form, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember sitting with my um, cardiologist and because I had a heart murmur growing up and like, he always talks about like, he's like, what cardio are you doing? And I'm like, I don't, I don't do cardio. And he's like, well, you're in phenomenal shape and like, whatever you're doing, like it's, it's still cardiovascular. And I'm like, I think that's a disconnect with a lot of people. It's like, if you're not pounding yourself in the ground and like dripping in sweat, it's, you're not getting cardio in. And I, I would say that I challenge you to just try and experiment with doing something. It doesn't have to be my workout, but maybe something more low impact where you're still really working. Like my workouts are hard, but I'm not killing myself. Like I enjoy them and watch what happens. I was double my size when I was doing an hour of cardio a day for years. And it's not about size. I didn't feel good. Mm. I hated doing that workout and your body doesn't respond well when you dislike things. Like, you know, I, I think this is funny. I'll hear people say like, Oh, I'm going to run. And I'm like, Oh, you like to run? No, I hate it. But I'm told that's what I need to do. And I'm like, just mentally think about that for one moment. Right. You're going to go do something that you hate. How does it, how do you internalize that? It spikes your cortisol. You feel anxious irritable and then you think it's going to serve you it's really not mm. so i think tapping into that is a game changer i yeah. promise you definitely and uh last question was what sparked your love for pilates <sighs> i was working with taylor phillips she's a pilates teacher at equinox and she, i loved her peaceful orc aura and her body was like rock solid and she has two kids. And I was like, what do you do? Like, you need to tell me everything. And it was understanding that these movements, these like slower controlled movements will give your body like such beautiful definition without pounding yourself into the ground. And I just, but between Taylor Phillips and Sarah Morton, she was a yoga teacher at Equinox. I loved the way that they navigated their, their like, their aura was peaceful, but they had like solid sick bodies. And I was like, I was very interested. That's what connected me years ago. Well, you seem like you found this incredible balance. You're very enlightened. I mean, how have you changed, you think, in the last few years with what you're teaching to other people and what, what you're learning yourself? I mean, has, have you, I feel like you've really transformed as a person. How do you think you've changed? I am an entirely different person. I mean, even just looking back on the girl that moved to New York, like there is, I am a completely different person. And I, you know, I, I humbly share that I have become the woman that I always wanted to be. It was like, I knew she was in here, but I didn't have the tools, the healthy tools at the time. All of my tools were unhealthy, but I thought they were serving me. And I think it was through, facing the fact that I had a problem asking for help and then, and then doing the work and really doing, I still do the work. Like people are like, Oh, you, you're doing great. And I'm like, I, I do this every day. This is not because things are great. And, and it looks like I'm thriving. I still, it's, it doesn't matter. I I keep showing up. And I think if there's anything that I can really leave your, your listeners with is, you know, when you find your, your person or the, the person that you connect to and, and create a practice that works for you, keep doing it because that is where the work will reveal itself. You know, like if you look back at me, I mean, I'm sure there's people who grew up with me and like, God, we didn't know she had a dinner. <laughs> I, mean, I have to be honest. I, mean, I didn't I know you had rough, all this. I, I, I was rough around the edges. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's such an inspiration to speak to you and to know you. And I'm so happy for your growth and everything you've accomplished, digital entrepreneur to wellness and health and everything. And, and make sure you guys download the app. Uh, check out the Melissa Wood Health Method. Um, follow <laughs> her on Instagram. Any other things I'm forgetting? Go to your website, obviously, melissawoodhealth.com. No, I think you got it all. My handle's at Melissa Wood Health and you covered, you covered everything. Awesome. Well, this is such an inspiration. You're an inspiration. Much love to your beautiful family, your husband, who I miss dearly, who I don't get to see ever anymore. I hope when we get through this, we'll all get to get together again for sure. I know. I hope so too, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Of course. And we'll speak soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hi, I'm Jingle Jared. In my former occupation, I was the biggest jingle writer of all time. Now I'm looking for a new job, speaking to every entrepreneur that I can find so I can find out what it's like to transition from one career to another. All of this expert advice has become the bedrock for a podcast I'm calling Occupational Therapy. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denaissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife of Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to The Denaissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts 